episode of the Jabronis Podcast. I'm Anthony. And I'm Zach. And uh, we're just going to run down last week's card, pretty much. Uh, Raw, SmackDown, NXT, AEW, even get it to All Out. Uh, let's actually start with All Out, because it was like over a week ago now. Yeah. Let's uh, get into it. Uh, first off, we got we have the buy-in. We got Joey Janela uh, and Serpentico. Yep. Easy, easy, quick match. Uh, didn't even go like ten minutes. George Anella won, beat Serpentico. Ever since, uh, ever since Serpentico unmasked to be uh, Sammy Guevara, it hasn't been the same. <laughs> Definitely not. That would have been great if he actually was Serpentico. He just rips off his mask. Hey, it's been me. I've just been an independent wrestler and <laughs> Sammy Guevara at the same time. Yeah. Just doing my own thing on the side. Uh, next, we have Private Party versus the Dark Orders, Alex Reynolds and John Silver. Private Party defeated them pretty easily. Yeah. Uh, John Silver, in my opinion, is just my favorite wrestler. He's, he's short. He's like the tiniest guy in AEW, but he's hilarious. He's like Marco stunt size, but he's mm-hmm. buff. He's like huge. Uh, we finally kicked off the show with one of those uh, cinematic matches in the dentist office. Big Swole versus Britt Baker. It was the tooth and nails match that... What the fuck was a tooth and nails match? Yeah, we're getting pretty uh, outside the box now with these cinematic matches. Yeah, it it's was... Like, throw, oh. it, throw anything together pretty much, you know? Yeah, it was interesting to see it because like, it, it was interesting for that to start the show. Because yeah. usually with AEW, they like to start with tag team matches. But this, they start off with that. Uh, Big Swole won by... it's Technically, it was a knockout. Yeah. But what did she do? She like put... She put Britt Baker, Britt Baker to sleep with, like, what, anesthesia? <laughs> put her under. And now she's in a coma. <laughs> We're not yeah. going to see her for a long time. Yeah. Uh, next, we had the Young Bucks... Uh, featuring or versus the Jurassic Express. This is what I feel like should have started the show. It was something quick, something fast. It's a tag team match, which AEW is known for, but it felt lackluster to start have that second, especially after that match with uh, yeah. Big Swole and Kurt Baker. Yeah, I would agree with you on that. Definitely should have been a match to kick things off, get everyone going, but they wanted to do it this way, so. Overall, great match though. My oh, yeah. God, those guys know exactly what they're doing when they're in the, when they're in a room together. Yeah, you can never go wrong with the young bucks. Uh, next, we had the twenty-one man casino battle royal. That was that was kind of a clusterfuck of the whole <laughs> thing. That uh, yeah, that was a lot to deal with at one time. Yeah, a lot going on for sure. Even uh, a lot of people are. Talking about the whole Shockmaster, Matt Seidel yeah. debut in AEW where he's climbing the top ropes, going for that shooting star press and just falls off. <laughs> that was not a good debut for him. No, definitely not. I was just watching right now, uh, Being the Elite, where they kind of mention why he fell. And so they're working with this to be an angle a little bit. Okay. How they're throwing it in is uh, Michael Nakazawa wanted to be a part of the Battle Royal, but Kenny and the Young Bucks laughed in his face. They're like, no, we already have the card set up. And he's like, we have a Joker spot available. That's it. He's like, I'll be the Joker. He's like, no, 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 we already have someone. He's like, who? He's like, okay, you can't tell anyone. Yeah. But it's Matt Seidel. He's like, okay. You see him go to the ring, grab his baby oil and oil the top rope and massage it. And he's like, I'm about to make a big impact. And you see Matt Seidel fall off the top rope. So I don't know if it'll be just a sketch on being the elite where Nakazawa is just oiling the ropes and people are falling off or this match is going to happen on like darker dynamite in the next couple of weeks. Yeah. Uh, Seems pretty, like a first good match though. Yeah. Pretty creative. I would you say that's a cover up though? Oh, completely. Yeah. hundred yeah. percent. I think okay. – that's why I think it's really smart what they're doing. They have their show. They have being the elite to like make up for some stuff like this. Yeah. So you're not seeing like a talent, a really talented guy like Matt Seidel 
who is being shown to like a bunch of people, maybe for the first time. And they're like, who is this mess up of a guy? Yeah. Now, once he comes on to dark or dynamite, people can see, okay, this guy knows what he's doing. Yeah. So but good, good way to save the guy, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all in all, uh, Lance Archer won. I think yeah. we both, did we both call that one? I think we both went with him. Yeah. A couple of weeks back, we were like, yeah, Lance Archer. Yeah. The, the one thing that I love what they're doing, especially on Dynamite now, Eddie Kingston was the last person eliminated, but he never went over the top rope. He went um, through the middle ropes. Right. So a lot of people are bringing it up after all. I was saying he was never over the top rope. AEW messed up again in one match. But Eddie Kingston, the greatest promo artist in the game right now, yeah. cuts a promo on Dynamite saying, I was never eliminated. I should still be a contender for the championship. So we'll see how it progresses. We'll get, we'll get Lance Archer versus John Moxley. I think next month during the, it's the one year special of AEW. That's going to be pretty good. Mm-hmm. But I think that Eddie Kingston has a good claim to be the next contender after Archer. For sure. But all in all, clusterfuck of a match. Uh, <laughs> Eddie Kingston was getting scared of what was that, whatever was in Jake's bag. He's like, oh, it's a snake. It's like, but it's not a snake. It's yeah. just him showing you a bag. <laughs> we don't know. Yeah, just, I don't know. But I, I think the person who deserved to win won, so. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. He, needed the, he needed to be a murder mohawk, the murder mohawk again. He needs to have the, his stock elevated a lot more. Yeah, exactly. Uh, next, we got Matt Hardy and Sammy Guevara. Yeah. <laughs> that was scary. Yeah, that was Oh, fun. my God. Like, just having that bump right as soon as the match started. The match went, what, like five, six minutes, and then that, that happened. Yeah. It was scary. Uh, I was watching it with somebody who's not a wrestling fan. So they had no idea what was going on. Yeah. So when Audrey Hepburn throws throws up the X, it's like, what's happening? It's like, okay, that person's really hurt. Like, actually hurt. Yeah. Not kayfabe hurt. Like, really hurt. Yeah. Like, how did like how did you feel about him taking that bump? Because like I was pretty when I saw it, I was like, couldn't believe that you know they let him do that. Well, I like the fact that they didn't. Usually with like WWE, whenever you see somebody getting hurt, they don't know how to react, so they just keep showing replays. Yeah. Uh, I like the fact that AEW, they knew what was happening. They're like, we're not showing this again. This is not, we're not going to keep showing this. We're not going to have it on a loop. We know yeah. he's hurt. They cut it off. Uh, so I've only seen the bump, I think, twice. I ended up going on YouTube later and rewatching it just to see how bad it was. Yeah. It looked hard. Because yeah. everything is concrete there. He just missed. I don't even, there was no safety precautions either. It was just straight yeah, concrete. Yeah. I'm surprised it's insane. But like something there, some kind of padding. Any, or just not do that spot there. Yeah. It's, but even, uh, so he had to continue the match. Yeah. And you see him walking towards the locker room. So him and Sammy do the ending of the match. So when Sammy goes through, that padding on the other side where they're climbing the scaffolding do that but somewhere else yeah exactly so have matt take that bump but have it safely done not hey we're gonna throw you through a table and you're gonna land on concrete and the table's gonna break your fall i don't know i don't know i don't know if matt was just like he brought that up but we don't know (laughs) he could have he's like i don't care i'll take it (laughs) But I don't know. Don't potentially put someone's risk on the line, life on the line. I mean, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. But um, the professional, as always, he's like, I'm not ending this match. He he finished the match. He was supposed to yeah. win. Like, he wasn't going to go anywhere. If he would have lost, people would have said something. It, it, that was just a not – it wasn't a good situation. Oh, I know. But, uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm looking at the time now because I was looking at how long that match was. It it went six minutes and yeah, one of the more anticipated matches on the card. It's unfortunate what happened yeah. for both men. Cause Sammy really needed something to elevate his stock with an AEW after what happened a couple months back. Yeah. And this whole feud has just been injuries to Matt Hardy. Yeah. 
Yeah. First with first with the chair, and then well, it, this is a cursed feud. You have the chair, then you have the allegations towards Sammy Guevara, and now you have potentially a concussion to Matt Hardy. Yeah, just yeah, just end it now. Pretty mm-hmm. much. Yeah, exactly. When Matt comes back, hopefully he comes back. Hopefully it takes him. He takes his time coming back though. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, next we have probably the best match on the card: Karashita yeah. versus Thunder Rose for the AEW Women's Championship match. For the AEW uh, Women's Championship. That was probably the best match on the card, in my opinion. Uh, Hikaru Shida won. Like, smart move, obvious choice. Yeah. They weren't going to give their one of their top titles, or one of their titles even, to somebody who's not signed with AEW just yet. Yeah, exactly. To have that crossover appeal is going to take a couple more years for them to really want to do anything like that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, like you said, really well done match. Probably, uh, yeah, I'd say match of the night as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, next, we had uh, Matt Cordona, Scorpion Sky, and the Natural Nightmares versus the Dark Orders, Brody Lee, Cole Cabana, Evil Uno, and Stu Grayson. This match, it just seemed like it was a great match. I I don't think Colt, Colt took the pin. I think that... Brody Lee should have just won the match when he hit that clothesline instead of tagging in Colt. Yeah. But it does bring up a lot of things. It brings up how Matt Cardona, it well, Matt Cardona didn't really do as much as I expected him to do in the match. The I thought he was going to be given the, the pin, the, the victory, but it was given to uh, Dustin Rhodes instead, yeah. which was surprising. You have... The match this Wednesday on Dynamite, you have Dustin. Oh, no, last Wednesday on Dynamite versus Dustin versus Brody Lee. Mm-hmm. That, that was a great match. Yeah. Uh, and then you also have a little bit of a seeds planning where Brody Lee is starting to get really frustrated with most people in the Dark Order. Yeah. You have him getting really frustrated with Colt Cabana because Colt's always taking these pins. Uh, you have John Silver and Alex Reynolds earlier in the night uh, losing as to a private party. I think that Realistically, the only people I think a part of the Dark Order that Brody Lee even likes is maybe Anna Jay. And I think 10. Right. I think I think 10 and Anna Jay are the only people that he cares about. Everyone else is like, you're dispendable. I feel like the Dark Order is going to just get rid of its members, start off new in, yeah. was, before the new yeah. year. I was going to ask, do you think like they're going to disband anytime soon? I don't think disband. I think it's going to be more um, they're going to get new people. Okay, yeah. And the fact that Matt Cardona didn't get the victory and wasn't the first person to challenge him for the title, I think uh, it could be him. Yeah. I think Matt Cardona could join the Dark Order. Potentially. It'll be more interesting. It'll be something to give. It, it, it would give them a chance to continue moving forward, give some storylines for another little while, and, uh, mm-hmm. even up until Cody comes back, because then you have – Cody, who's a face, coming back, and one of his best friends is now on the team with the guy who basically put him out of action. Yeah. But all in all, entertaining match. It yeah, wasn't anything whatever. fantastic. It was just there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, most exciting match on the card for me, FTR, Cash Wheeler, Dax Hardwood versus Adam Page and Kenny Omega. Finally. Yeah, FTR won. Yeah. And yeah, they were. They should have won. It was the right thing to do. They understood what need, needed to be done. Exactly. Yeah. It was. It was definitely good to see, um, like Hangman Page and Kenny Omega kind of like finally just like have them have their fallout. You know what I mean? It was a little bit of a fallout. It wasn't yeah, not anything full on, but yeah, like the beginning. It's the beginning. It's their seeds have been planting. It's smart. It's a small thing. It's not the main focus of every single week on Dynamite. So they're slowly building towards something. Yeah. But it is going to be interesting to see what they're going to do. Because mm-hmm. even Kenny's been still teasing on how he wants to be the cleaner again. Right. Which I cannot wait for. Yeah. No, I would agree. But yeah, new tag team champions, FTR. What do you think of that? Yeah, man, I'm, I've always been big fans of those guys. Like, very underutilized in WWE. 
So now it feels like feels like the right time to strap the rocket on them and just you know make them the faces of the tag team division. Oh yeah. Yeah. First contenders for the title that you got. I want to say uh, the Young Bucks. Okay. But I feel like they might build on that. So maybe Private Party. I'd like to see the Young Bucks, but I think they should wait until fans come back because yeah. that's a that's a feud that's been years in the making just online. So it needs to take its time with that. For sure. Yeah. If any team right now... I'd probably choose Jurassic Express. They're more, they're the teams that have been on, even though they've been mostly on losing sides, they won last week on Dynamite. They had a great match with the Young Bucks at All Out. I do, oh, sorry. Uh, yeah, so I do think that they, they could be the next team in line for the tag team titles. Yeah, definitely fan favorites. Oh, 100%. Luchasaurus is the man. Yeah. <laughs> the GOAT of professional wrestling. Oh, yeah. Uh, the next we have Orange Cassidy uh, versus Chris Jericho in the Mimosa Mayhem match. Yeah. I did. <laughs> oh, God. What did you I, think? I love Orange Cassidy. Yeah. He is the greatest professional wrestler. Sorry, nice. Luchasaurus. You're being taken over automatically. Were, you were him for Halloween as well? Yes, exactly. I was him for <laughs> Halloween. It was, it was great. Didn't even have to try. But... And Chris Jericho just keeps reinventing himself. He's like he's known as probably the greatest performer in professional wrestling history. But this match, it it had way too many different complications too. It's like your half of your arm is in there, but it doesn't yeah. count. Your foot can touch it. Then the memo says it doesn't count. It's it didn't seem like a good match in my opinion. Like especially it was a blow off match to put Cassidy over the moon, which it mm-hmm. kind of did. But now it's like, where does he go from here? He's not going to be a challenger for the TNT title. He's not going to be the challenger for the world title. Mm-hmm. What does Orange Cassidy do now? Yeah, I see the dilemma there. Because, like, who really can, like, yeah, who can you really throw him in a feud with right now? Well, he got the victory over Chris Jericho, thank God. Yeah. But you you even saw, you even see, like, now, you uh, last week on Dynamite, you see... Jericho maybe getting into a little feud with MJF, two of the biggest egos yeah. in the industry today. Yeah. So you have Chris Jericho's probable next rivalry, but what do you do with Orange Cassidy now? What's he gonna do? Is he gonna is he gonna maybe take over one of the spots from Trent um, in the Best Friends? Is he gonna take over one of the spots there and maybe challenge for the tag team titles? Could that be a possibility? Or is he just going to maybe manage the best friends until they find something for him to do? Yeah. yeah I was going to say they might throw him in a tag team. But it's really up in the air, I guess. I feel like if he wasn't already in a tag team, I feel like a really fun tag team would be uh, Orange Cassidy and Joey Janela. Yeah. That would but be he's, already in, he's already in a team with Sonny Kiss. Yeah. Because you have two complete opposite people. You have one guy who's going to basically kill himself for the industry, Joey Janela. And then you have somebody who doesn't want to do anything. Yeah. Orange Cassidy. So two different spectrums collide in a tag team. Maybe that would work if they did go through or something like that. Well, seeing their matches, I think in PWG, it's, they're great. They both work great together. They're, they're hilarious in the ring. It's, it's something different, something special. Yeah. You never know. Fingers crossed. Uh, now we got time for the main event. John Moxley versus MJF. The right person won, especially after you saw the Battle Royal. John Moxley yeah. kind of cheated to win, I guess. The referee's <laughs> back was turned, hit the <laughs> paradigm shift. All in all, I think this, like, a lot of people are going to ask why MJF shouldn't get another opportunity, especially he cheated. So I, I think maybe just in, like, a one-off televised match you'll get MJF versus John Moxley again before John Moxley versus Lance Archer. Right. It would make sense. It builds story. It would get him a little bit of redemption. But I think this it wasn't it wasn't anything really spectacular. 
Yeah. Just two guys beating the hell out of each other. Yeah. MJF got busted open. Oh, yeah. That was, I, that was, I think, I don't think that was real. I think that was one of those because of what happened on Dynamite the week before, how he busted Moxley open. I think it was just yeah, yeah. kind of a redemption thing. For sure. Well, isn't he, uh, isn't MJF going into like another feud right now with, um, forgot his name. Wardlow? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think yet. Okay. I think they're slowly building on it because they even mentioned, or he even mentioned in like this one of the backstage interviews how AEW doesn't pay his salary, MJF does. So it goes to show why he takes all this abuse from him. I think there's going to be a match where maybe Wardlow officially gets an AEW contract. And once he does that, it just beats the living shit out of MJF. But right now, I think it's either going to be, it, it might it might be just some like one-off matches on television with MJF for a little while until maybe eventually something to do with the inner circle and Chris Jericho, and then eventually get, eventually I think he'll lose the feud with Chris Jericho. Yeah. And he'll blame Wardlow and Wardlow will just snap. Yeah, I could see them going that, that route. Yeah, well. Over, overall, what would you rate um, All Out? Out of five? Yeah, out of five. Ah, uh, like a a two point eight. Two point eight. Yeah, I, I don't want to give. I don't want to say it was like awful, but I don't want to say it was good. I think all in all, it was the worst AEW pay per view we've seen so far. Really? Yeah. Yeah, in my opinion, I don't. Yeah. They're usually pulling out great matches, great feuds, matches where you have no idea who's going to win. But I think this card was more or less predictable. Yeah. I think you and I both predicted every single winner of the every match. Yeah, I think we got them all right. That's the problem. When you have a when you have a pay-per-view that's basically you know who's going to win, it takes the excitement out of it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I would give it maybe like a 3, 3.5. I okay, enjoyed okay. most of the matches, but yeah, definitely predictable. Yeah, don't get me wrong. The matches were – most matches were enjoyable, but it was more – I like to not know what's – gonna happen at every single turn especially with a company like AEW you you know that well you know that they're gonna be putting out bangers and matches every week and they yeah but you gotta keep things interesting right for the fans oh yeah 100% yeah uh okay do you want to talk about Monday Night Raw yeah let's uh let's get into what happened everything was written like what an hour before (laughs) yeah it was Changed a lot of things around from what I heard. The only thing that they have set up was Dominic versus Buddy Murphy. Yeah. And then the rest of the show was just, we don't know what we're doing. And reports came out like 90 minutes before the show. They're like, yeah, but, uh, we'll do this, 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 and this. Yeah. It, was, heard, it wasn't anything good. I heard tonight's Monday Night Raw, which uh, for people who are watching this, whenever you're watching this, this is Monday, September 14th. Yeah. They're, uh, they're spiking up the show like they're they're trying to make the card a lot bigger and a lot oh, more yeah. exciting to like with Monday Night Football. Yeah, this is the first Monday with football. Yeah, so maybe from here, like going on in, like Raw will have will give us something a bit a bit more exciting than what we got from last week's and like previous weeks. Well, let's run that down quickly if you want, because it's yeah, looking yeah. pretty good. They only have four matches announced, but it looks pretty good. For sure. Do you have uh, Do you have them with you? Mm-hmm. Okay, sir. So we got the the Street Profits are going up against Cesaro and Nakamura in a champions versus champions match. I they're gonna combine the titles. Yeah. United champions, one I, tag team. Champion. I think they should, to be honest. Yeah, there's no one else. There's yeah. no. There's literally not a single person that can compete with them. The tag team division WWE. It's like you've seen kind of everyone at their peak. And now I just feel like that the roster is a bit more condensed. It's almost like, you know. Yeah, they're getting rid of everybody. They're not pushing anybody. It's like, what do you do now? There's not enough to, like, really develop interesting storylines, right? Exactly. Yeah. Uh, We have have a champions match. uh, Asuka versus Mickey James for the Raw Women's Championship. 
Should be pretty good. Big of James, yeah, the veteran. Yeah. I think the last time these two faced one on one for the for any championship was back in 2016 in NXT. That's crazy. It was a uh, NXT Takeover Toronto. Oscar beat Mickey James for the NXT Women's Championship. Nice. And your boy was there. Three there. <laughs> uh. Dominic Mysterio versus Seth Rollins in a steel cage match. Yeah. <laughs> if this was oh, right. a normal match, I'd be like, okay, guys. Like, I think Again? Yeah. But given that's steel cage, it's like, okay, Monday Night Raw. I like this. What do you think is going to get this one, though? Um, honestly, just I would give it to Dominic at this point. I think that – yeah, I think him too, but I – I think it'll be more he just leaps the ring. Like he's going to either go through the cage door or he's going to climb the cage. Yeah. Or he's going to do something stupid like climb the cage and decide, hey, I don't want to leave yet. and just jumps off the cage, <laughs> which would be stupid. Yeah. <laughs> they definitely still need to protect Seth in to some capacity like because Dominic still is pretty new and I don't know what that would really do to like his character. You did take exactly. a loss to Don, so yeah. Uh, and then we have Drew McIntyre versus Keith Lee. Nice. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I, I think they're gonna do what they did last week. It's gonna be another disqualification win to build the yeah. feud versus like Drew McIntyre and Randy Orton. For sure. Because yeah, they, I think they're not gonna get him to beat the champion, and they like Keith Lee, and they're not gonna get him to lose right no. now. That's, yeah, that's the best call at this point in time. But I really like how they're booking Keith Lee so far. Get music. Get his music. Get yeah. his music. We want his music. <laughs> I don't care about anything else. He can win the WWE Championship. I just want his music back. That's all that matters. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Well, speaking of music, though, let's run that down quick. Jeff Hardy uh, just got his – just re-signed a contract with WWE. Nice. And one of his stipula- and one of the things in his contract is that once fans come back, he wants his old theme song "No More Words" to be the song that plays. So once oh, yeah. fans come back, we're getting uh, and what is it? End ever after the band? Yeah, <laughs> we're getting we're getting uh, old Jeff Hardy music back, which should be yeah. cool. Yeah, it yeah. makes a difference. Oh yeah, oh, you you could be like imagine if AJ Styles debuted in WWE. With some jobber theme, it would make it makes a huge difference. Yeah, a theme can make or break your character. For sure. Um, uh, what was NXT? We gotta run down NXT quick. Yeah, so Raw this week. Raw last. We, we, we didn't run down Raw this last week, did we? No, let's run down Raw quickly from last week. Okay. Uh, we had uh. Dr- we had Drew McIntyre keep – he just kept kicking the shit out of Randy Orton. Yeah. He's like, you kicked me three times, I'm going to kick you in the face like three times. Yeah. Cost him the match with Keith Lee. Yeah. I definitely like how they got Drew to get some revenge on Orton. Mm-hmm. Definitely, yeah. Just develops the feud even more to where it's like you really feel like these guys hate each other, you know? Yeah, exactly. It, it shows that they're on par with each other. Mm-hmm. You know, I think this week it'll be Randy Orton like punted Drew McIntyre three times. I think tonight we'll see it like maybe two or three RKOs. Okay. Finally hit an RKO on Drew McIntyre for the first time. Yeah. <laughs> um, we had the Ride Squad defeating Shayna Baszler in a two-on-one handicap match. It, I mean, Shayna looked pretty strong. Yeah. But it you it goes to show that the Riot Squad are going to be facing them for the tag team titles, probably a class of champions. They're they're definitely going to lose. Yeah. But then you also have to think who what other women's tag teams are there? There is none. You have nothing else. Bailey and Sasha broke up. The yeah. Iconics broke up. Um, yeah. I think <laughs> like Oscar and Kyrie Sane broke up. You yeah. have no other female tag teams. That's really. Yeah, that's kind of that kind of puts them in a weird situation. Once the belts switch hands, just get rid of the women's tag team titles. Yeah, I've been thinking that for a while, but 
didn't want to be the guy to say it. Yeah. <laughs> it sucks. It sucks, but it's no it's no one it's no one's fault but their own. Yeah, exactly. They didn't I don't know. Women tag teams, that's it. That's all you need. Yeah. Uh we had the Kevin Owens and Alistair Black match, which surprised me was going down on Raw Underground. Yeah. Which is okay. Because it is a blood feud. Like, these guys are really pissed at each other. It's like, okay, what do we do? Let's kick the shit out of each other with no rules. Sweet. Yeah. Raw Underground. Yeah, I don't know, man. How do you feel about Raw Underground lately? Uh, it's something that I can easily change the channel to not watch. But also, there is some aspects to it. Like, you see um, Maria Shafir keep popping up in there and you're kicking ass. You have a little tease with, like, the four horsewomen of MMA with right. Ronda Rousey. Yeah. So you have, like, teases like that in there. And then you have, like, what, Baba, Baba Tumbe, I think his name is. Yeah, yeah. And Riddick Moss is really showing off. It gives some guys who aren't doing anything something to do. And it shows how, like, dominant they are. Yeah. But then you have guys like Dolph Ziggler who are getting their ass kicked by Keith Lee and going to Raw Underground and choking people out twice the size. It yeah. doesn't make sense. Yeah, when I saw Dolph on there, I'm like, okay, guys, what are we doing? Well, I mean, he is a he's a former NCAA wrestler. So, I mean, he yeah. knows what he's doing there. But I, I, for the purpose of, like, just storytelling, I guess, I don't know. Yeah, it makes no sense. I forget who said it recently, but... It was like it was either I think it was another pro wrestler who said that Raw Underground is basically killing the business. You're showing that these guys, whatever's happening in the ring is fake, and what's happening in Raw Underground is the real deal. So you're just ruining what wrestling is. Or you have to remember Shane wanted Vince to buy UFC back in the day. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. This could be like. And then when he wanted to buy it again, it was worth $4 billion, and he said no. Yeah. Wild. Uh, so we already talked about the Keith Lee. Uh, we had the Hurt Business defeating the Viking Raiders. Yeah, that that I pretty much figured was going to happen. You had Cedric Alexander turning his back on uh, Ricochet and yeah, the Viking Apollo. Raiders and Apollo Crews. It, it looked like it was going to happen. It was inevitable. I thought it could have been maybe both Apollo Crews and Cedric Alexander, mm-hmm. which I mean could still happen. And then you yeah. have just Ricochet by himself being like, all right, I got to fend off against five people now. Yeah. Honestly, I thought they were going to give us like some kind of swerve and Ricochet was going to go to join yeah, them. Yeah, that, that would have been cool. Like how yeah. the Shield back in the day. Yeah. Everyone thought it was Ambrose, but it was Rollins. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, we'll see what happens. I don't hate it. I just hope that they do something with Cedric now. Hopefully. Like, even if it's maybe a tag team title. Like, I I hope eventually the Hurt Business does get a tag team tri- titles in there. Yeah. Get the tag team, get the United States. I could see that happening. Bobby Lashley is world champion. Please <laughs> make that happen. 2020. Yeah, 2020. 20, 2021, we should do it. Yeah. Uh, Oscar and Mickey James defeated Natalia and Lana. Hey, there's a tag team, Natalia and Lana. <laughs> yeah. Who would have thought a veteran like Natalia and, and Miro's wife? Yeah. Yeah, I don't, yeah. Just a toss up of a tag team again, but. But then you also, uh, speaking of tag teams, you had Billy, uh, Peyton Royce defeating Billy Kay. Yeah. It kind of looked like they were just going to be okay with each other mm-hmm. like they're pretty much they broke up but they're like hugging in the ring after the match yeah it's like okay but now what what are we doing now what do we do with both of them well peyton right is supposed to get a big push god i hope so hopefully but yeah billy k like there's kind of some shadowing there with uh bailey and sasha like that kind of thing yeah so we could get that in the future. Which Maybe would be uh, Peyton versus Asuka for the women's title soon. Yeah. Sooner rather than later. Fingers crossed. Uh, we, then we had the Street Profits defeating Andrade and Angel Garza. 
this needs to be the last time I see this match ever. <laughs> Every single person in this match is great. They know yeah. what they're doing. They know how to do it. But you can't do something like this every single goddamn week. We've had this match played out for the past two, what, two, three months now? Yeah. We need to stop. No more. I th- hope, I think they're done with it now because you have Cesaro versus Nakamura uh, yeah. tonight on Raw. Sorry, Cesaro and Nakamura versus the Street Profits on Raw tonight. Hopefully, we don't see that anymore. Yeah. Hopefully, Andrade and Garza break up and feud. Those guys are incredible. Yeah. Yeah, modern wrestling kind of has this thing where it's like when they're not ready to give people the like the solo angles yet, they just keep doing these tag teams like week in week out, and it's just like we just come on, like yeah, don't get forward. Yeah, exactly. But don't get me wrong; it's good. Oh yeah, the wrestling good. good. Wrestling, but it's it it, it's nothing spectacular. It's it's something that happens every single week and. If you're going to be doing something every single week, why do I care? Yeah, for real. If it's something once in a while, then I'll be excited for it. But if it's every single week, I, I'm going to get bored. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about Super Tuesday 2. Yeah. Super Tuesday 2. Uh, surprised the hell out of me that we started off with the NX, vacant NS, NXT championship match. Yeah. Finn Balor defeating Adam Cole to become the new NXT champion. Shocked the hell out of me that that happened so early. Yeah, I know. I wasn't surprised that he won. I was surprised that it happened first. Yeah, first match of the night. What are your thoughts on the match, though? What do you think about Balor being champion? Match overall was, like, pretty, pretty good from what I saw. And, yeah, like we said in previous weeks, like, Finn Balor... I feel like he's a guy right now. Yeah. A lot of people I feel want to see him with the championship and like I'm happy to see him with another belt on him. So the one thing I'm excited for now is the fact that you have a, the NXT champion is now Finn Balor and plus NXT UK is coming back in the next couple of weeks nice. and Walter is still the NXT UK champion. So that feud was supposed to happen earlier in the year before everything happened with the pandemic. Mm-hmm. So hopefully maybe who knows a cross brand thing where we, we get champion versus champion, yeah. UK champion Walter versus NXT champion Finn Balor. That'd be a sick match. Yeah, you you can you know that Balor works good with big guys, and you know that Walter works good with little guys. That's a that's a, oh oh. I'm just thinking about that now. I want to see that. I want to see yeah. that now. <laughs> uh, we don't have, we really don't do we really have to talk about the Shotzi Blackheart and Io Shirai thing or the. Johnny Gargano and Tegan Knox and all that stuff. We I had a dinner. We we yeah, had a dinner, <laughs> and then a little bit of a tease between Io Shirai and Shotzi Blackheart, where Shotzi wants the NXT Women's Championship. Yeah, that's it. They yeah. had a they had a food fight at the Gargano house, and Aaliyah accidentally pushed Io Shirai. I don't know. <laughs> Robert Stone. Robert Stone tried to beat Shotzi Blackheart's tank with a. What was it, a bat or something? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's a lot. I don't know. It's just, yeah. It's I just bad like, for Johnny Gargano. <laughs> God, the guy's so talented, and now he's throwing food at Tegan Knox. Cool. Yeah. It was, that was just hard to watch. Uh, we had Velveteen Dream versus uh, Ashanti Adonis. Yeah. It, it, was, a, it was a match. It was a match for Velveteen Dream to win and to have Kushida attack him after the match. So we're going to set up Kushida versus Velveteen Dream, which was which is obviously needs to happen because of what happened during the qualifiers for the NXT uh, North American Championship ladder match. Yeah, and it's good to see uh, Velveteen Dream back. WWE needs to do something with Kushida quickly mm. because it, it, it's falling into the whole... Uh, we have this Japanese guy who did everything in New Japan, but now we have absolutely no idea what to do with him. Which is usually what they do with, you know, their over, overseas talent. But he he was a former IWGP light heavyweight champion. Yeah. And he's probably one of the most talented wrestlers in the world mm-hmm. when he's allowed to do what he needs to do. 
Yeah, well, that was that was like kind of the case with uh, Nakamura, right? Well, Nakamura, at least in NXT, was allowed to use his Japan style. Yeah. And then once on the main roster, they went, they put him like from hard mode to like soft. Like yeah. it was easy, medium, hard. He was hard and now he's like easy. Yeah. He's barely kicking anybody in the face. No, I know. Uh, Velveteen Dream beat Adonis in fall. It was just an average match to set up a feud between uh, himself and Kushida. Yeah. Uh, next, we had Bronson Reed versus Austin Theory. Uh, Austin Reed won by pinfall. Again, it was just a, a match. It wasn't anything special. These guys have been talking backstage, talking shit backstage, and the look like the feud is pretty much done and over with. Yeah. Seemed like a pretty simple way to end a feud. Yeah, Super Tuesday. Not so uh not super tu- not so super. Well it started good and it ended yeah. good. So I mean it was the middle part that's like, okay, why all of yeah. this? I get they have to build stars, but yeah. Uh, next we had Roderick Strong versus Killian Dane. Uh, Roderick Strong beat Killian Dane by pinfall, but this is it was more to that. It was to set up Killian Dane beating the living hell out of Drake Maverick, just like dropped him. Yeah. So I guess we're getting Drake Maverick versus Killian Dane, which. Okay, I think I think I'm I think I'm okay with that. I think I'm here for that. Yeah, you have a big guy like Killian Dane who was never really given his due, a part of Sanity or even on the main roster. Uh, and you have Drake Maverick who he's a good worker when he's allowed to work. Yeah, I know. It'll be good to see uh, Drake Maverick back. Like, because when's the last time he really had a match? I think it was in a tag team. I think it was a tag team match where he was facing. Uh, the Phantasma. Okay, yeah. Uh, he, yeah, Phantasma group. <laughs> yeah. yeah was Escobar. To see those guys go at it. Uh, and then the main event. Uh, surprised me it was the main event. We had the steel cage match, Rhea Ripley versus Mercedes Martinez. Yeah. Uh, Rhea Ripley won by pinfall, which uh, it was the right move because uh, reports are saying that Mer- Mercedes Martinez is going to be going up to the main roster now. And it also kind of gives Rhea Ripley a little bit of her badassery back where she lost it as soon as she lost the NXT Women's Championship to Charlotte. Yeah, I agree. She definitely needed a big win. And I needed to make her look strong again. So this is definitely, it's good for her career and it's good for her right now. She's one of those wrestlers that was affected by this whole thing. She's like, but just 2020 in general, her stock dropped completely. Yeah. She definitely lost momentum, unfortunately, but it looks like they're, they're putting her back up there again. Well, I hope to see her and uh, her and Io Shirai go one-on-one eventually. Yeah. All right. uh, Well, that was super Tuesday. (laughs) (laughs) Um, we'll talk about that quickly too. The the viewership for NXT eight hundred and thirty eight thousand views. Mm-hmm. Not too bad. Yeah. It's it's not. It hasn't gone up or down as much as they would have expected, especially since they moved off of Wednesday, competing with uh, AEW. Yeah. AEW is back this week on Wednesday, though. I think. Oh yeah. Yeah. We're we're back at the. Uh, we're back at the Wednesday Night Wars. Yeah. All right, let's talk, let's actually talk about AEW quickly now too. All right. Uh, last week's AEW. Uh, we started off with El Pento Z- Penta L Zero, who is the former one of the one half of the Lucha Bros and Ray Phoenix versus the Jurassic Express. That was like, you, you throw all these tag teams together, you get guys like the Jurassic Express, you get guys like um, the Lucha Bros, and you're like, okay, this is going to be good. And then you, and you never know who's going to win. Yeah. You have absolutely no idea who's going to win. You think, okay, maybe uh, the Lucha Bros need a win. Maybe the Jurassic Express need the win. But the thing that they're doing with the, the Lucha Bros I like, especially with the Butcher and Blade and Eddie Kingston, is – 
Eddie Kingston's the manager who's always flipping out because everyone's losing. So you had the Jurassic Express getting that really important win and hopefully becoming maybe working the ranks up to become number one contenders yeah. for the tag team titles. But then you have Eddie Kingston like belittling every person in the ring saying, we need to win. You guys need to stop fighting each other and start fighting other people. So I don't know if this is going to be leading towards a feud with the Butcher Blade and Lucha Bros, or it's going to be Eddie Kingston making like this one unstoppable stable. Right. Yeah, it could go in a lot of different directions, but I definitely think um, Jurassic Express, they uh, they were always number one contenders, like in my mind, for the tag team. So I feel like, yeah, now's the time to like pull the trigger on that. Well, next we had uh, Orange Cassidy versus Helico. Yeah. We haven't seen those guys on TV in a while, TH3 <laughs> or TH2. Uh, Cassidy won, obviously, used that, like, Superman punch kind of thing to win. Yeah. More devastating than Roman Reigns. Oh, yeah. I wanted to save this part for last, but let's just go through it now. Okay. Kip Sabian's best man. Yeah. The former Rusev. Yeah. <laughs> Mir- now Miro is in AEW. What do you think yeah. about that? Yeah, I loved it, man. I mean... I love that he's in AEW, but I didn't really like his introduction because he's on he's on the mic cutting a promo and he's talk he's talking about his Twitch stuff and it's like you would think if this huge like jacked up guy comes out <laughs> onto the ring he'd like talk about I don't know he'd, he could have said talk anything. about talking like kicking ass or something right. Oh, I loved every second. But you had a guy in a Gucci Disney shirt or Gucci Mickey Mouse shirt. Yeah. Pink Gucci Mickey Mouse shirt. The guy could have literally just walked out to the ring and says, I love puppies and left. And I would have been like, yes, yes, you're here. Thank you. Yeah. I don't care. I love Rusev. I love Nero. Yeah. I think he it's said great. Twitch, he was done with wrestling, but I'm glad he's not because that guy's, that guy's really good. Yeah, that was all the work. He was never going to be done with wrestling. No, oh, yeah, it's like it's like literally every wrestler who says that. A retirement doesn't mean anything. Yeah, <laughs> doesn't like mean like, a single thing. Look at Edge, Ric Flair. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, next, we had Joy Janelle and Sonny Kiss versus Chris Jericho and Jake Hager. Uh, Jericho and Hager easily defeated uh, Kiss and Janela. Um. They also said after the match that they're a new tag team and they want to be maybe the ones to challenge FTR for the tag team titles. But with one win under their belt, they got a lot to go on to. Yeah. Unless they make like they make up like a storyline saying FTR accepts a challenge or something like that, so they can work around it. I mean, they they definitely have the star power to like I guess bypass the ranks. But yeah, I don't know. Uh, we also had Ty Conti versus Nyla Rose with Vicky Guerrero in her quarter. I like this. I like Vicky Guerrero with Nyla Rose. She needs a mouthpiece, and Vicky Guerrero being the most annoying mouthpiece in the world needs. Yeah, I think it's a perfect combination. Yeah, I'm for it. Rose easily defeated Conti, and it looks like they're going to rehash the feud between Rose and um, Hikaru Shida nice. for the women's championship. And then possibly the best match of his career, second best match of his career, maybe, Dustin Rhodes versus Brody Lee. Yeah, that was I was really impressed. That was something different. I was like, this guy's 50. Yeah, 50 nice. He's 50 something or maybe just 50. I don't know, but he's doing half the stuff that he's doing in the ring is impressive as hell. Yeah, I know. Obviously, he wasn't going to win. No. But it looked like he could have. Yeah. <laughs> the amount of times you saw near falls and everything like that, it's like, whoa, whoa, what's going on now? Yeah, like the things he could do for his age and like the way he could, even the way he cuts his promos, like he's still, like he's a diamond in the rough, I feel like. Oh, yeah, he's something AW, that... Yeah, definitely like highlighted like just how good he is and like, again, like what WWE had, but they didn't, they didn't know how to use, I guess. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Uh, viewership for AEW, though, was 1.016 million. 
It's the first time they've cracked a million since I want to say the beginning of the year. Probably. Yeah. Well, if you if you take the numbers together, if you take uh, NXT and AEW, they beat Raw. Yeah. But even though they were on separate nights, they together combined they beat Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Raw only had one point seven two five million. That's wild. Good for them, man. Uh, let's pivot out over to SmackDown. We had uh, a little explanation with Roman Reigns and Paul Heyman in the middle of the ring, talking about uh, everything that's going on with them. Uh, then you had Jeff Hardy versus AJ Styles for the Intercontinental Championship. Yeah. It, there wasn't really a winner because Sami Zayn basically came out and pulled AJ out of the ring. AJ technically won. Jeff retains the title. Mm-hmm. I like this. I like this little trio they got yeah. going on. Definitely. Yeah, I'm happy these three guys are doing something together. And yeah, just like they're all good at what they do. They're all, they were all like, I would say AJ still is at the top of his game, but like Jeff and Sami Zayn too, like they're, they're good at what they do. Do you think uh, when this eventual triple threat happens, who do you think is going to come out as champion? Um, it's really hard to say, but I wouldn't be surprised if like, I just pulled a rabbit out of the hat and went with Sammy. I hope, I really think that it should be Sammy Zayn because he technically never lost. Yeah. And I think recently before the pandemic, WWE started to think, okay, maybe we should do something with Sammy Zayn. For sure, man. So I hope it's him. I really hope it's him. And then maybe move Jeff off to maybe a world title picture. Potentially, yeah. Come the new year. But yeah, whatever. Yeah, this is a good move for WWE, SmackDown in general. But Oh, big time. Yeah. Uh, next, you had a tag team match. Lucha House Party versus Cesaro and Shinsuke Nakamura. Uh, surprisingly, Kalisa rolled up Cesaro and won. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You have your tag team champions losing a few days before a champion versus champion match on Monday Night Raw. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't okay. understand that either, but I don't know. That's well, Kalisto <laughs> is now saying that he's like the leader of a of the Lucha House Party, which I mean, okay, sure, but I, I think they're trying to build, they're trying to make people care about infighting with the Lucha House Party, but how can mm-hmm. we care when for years <laughs> WWE hasn't even cared about their own tag team? Yeah, no. They were always kind of like just brushed, brushed aside. So. Yeah. It, it, it doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's it's something they're not going to win tag team titles. No, so, Lindsay Dorado's probably going to turn on them, and they're going to have a feud, and then they're going to get they're going to get released early next year. <laughs> they're yeah. going to lose their jobs, Without which is important. Going probably. This one I really liked. It was uh when Bailey was talking about why she turned her back on Sasha Banks. Right. Yeah. I loved that. It was basically the exact same thing Eddie Guerrero did when he explained why he beat up uh, Rey Mysterio back in 2005, I want to say. Yeah. Exact same motions, too, with the steel chair right in the middle of the ring, bends over, has the mic in her hand. It You put those pictures side by side and it's the exact same thing. And I think they did that on purpose because Sasha's hero is Eddie Guerrero. Yeah. I thought that was really cool to see. It made perfect sense to, me to do something like that. Uh, next, you got Nikki Cross versus Tamina versus Lacey Evans versus Alexa Bliss. <laughs> Number one contenders match for the women SmackDown Women's Tag Team title. Yeah. Why was this? First of all, where the hell has Lacey Evans been? Second of all, where's uh, Tamina been? Third of all, what the hell is going on with Alexa Bliss? And fourth of all, why are we getting Bailey versus Nikki Cross again for the SmackDowns for the SmackDown Women's Title again? Yeah, I don't know. And fifth of all, where the fuck was Naomi? Yeah, for real. Where was not Naomi? Was just like, yeah, I don't want to do it. I don't want to work on Friday. I don't where, know. Uh, it just feels like for the women's division, sometimes are just picking random people who just we haven't seen in months, maybe even a year. And it's just like, okay, just go out there. Just, you know, do your thing. Well, with not even with um, 
Naomi missing. A lot of people were asking where was Mandy Rose. Yeah. And it was explained later in the night that Mandy Rose, on Talking Smack, they explained that Mandy Rose was traded to Monday Night Raw. Yeah. The Miz brought it up. So it's like the Miz is running SmackDown. He yes. can make mm-hmm. trades with people. Okay. That's and then she wrote that thing on Instagram. About my, oh, yeah. I'm like, that what, was a, what's that was going a on? Yeah, That's yeah. a word. That's all. As soon as I, I started reading it, I'm like, oh, she actually met. And then she talks about how much she loves Otis. I'm like, oh, okay, it's a work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's obviously a work. Speaking of Otis, so we had Otis versus John Morrison. Yeah. It wasn't the best match ever, but it was a match. Uh, during the match, John Morrison kicked the lunchbox to the Miz to get the contract. And then uh, Otis hit the Vader bomb. Apparently, might be using that as his new finishing move, which is pretty cool. Yeah. You go backstage and they have a backstage conversation, Miz and Morrison talking about, well, we have the we don't have the contract. And John Morrison brings up, well, it doesn't matter if we don't have it. We can't do anything with it. Yeah. The Miz says he has a lawyer that can that told him there's always loopholes in contracts. So now we're going to be having a manhunt for this contract every week on SmackDown until probably inevitable the inevitability that the Miz is going to get the contract, bring it to his lawyer find out that they can have a match for it. And it seems like maybe WWE has lost a little bit of faith in Otis or they kind of realized we can't have this guy as our world champion. Yeah, I, I, I would have probably just give it to the Miz. Yeah. We talked about this like during this past week and it was like, yeah, we like we don't want to see them do Otis like that, but it just feels like just like what he was before he won the contract and the fact they haven't really pushed him anymore you just feel it's gonna go it's either the yeah. morrison that's gonna walk away with the co- with the contract i mean it does make a little sense because there's no way in hell you're gonna see someone like otis win the universal championship it's unfortunate but it's true yeah it's just the reality of it I oh well speaking of the universal championship we had sheamus and king corbin Versus Jey Uso and Roman Reigns. Yeah. Interesting match. It was a... It looks like Roman Reigns' new kind of persona is, I will work half a match if I don't have to work it. He shows up at the end of the match. There was a little mess up by Jey. I don't know if a lot of people noticed. He was going to the other top rope to do this splash and then he realized oh wait no got down and went to the other side where Roman Reigns was so he can tag him he realized his mistake halfway through it hit him with the splash Uh, I think he hit it on Corbin I think he hit this yeah I think he hit it on Corbin and then got up speared him one two three after the match was over you see it they're out of the aisle Jay is trying to hold up Roman Reigns' hand with the championship in that hand, and he looks at him yeah. like, "Don't, don't touch me." Yeah, <laughs> we're we're family, but don't touch me. Yeah. What do you think about this though? Jay Uso being the number one contender for the Universal Championship. Um, I like it. I feel like it'll add more into like this Roman Roman's heel turn, and it'll be it'll be a good storyline. I feel, but like Jay Uso kind of like a rabbit out of the hat for the number one contender. Like he's obviously not going to win it, but I feel like potential is there to have a, a strong match. It reminds me of a lot of, they're booking it proper. It reminds me of what they did with Kofi Kingston uh, last two years ago, yeah. where Kofi all, all of a sudden was just the, the hottest property in WWE. Yeah. It reminds me a little bit of that because it was just out of nowhere. You take yeah. this guy from a tag team and then, bam, he's the number one contender for the Universal Championship. I mean, like, I always wondered what would happen if they split the Usos up and one of them went on, a, like, a solo run. But Well, they tried to do that years ago. And I don't remember if it was Jay or Jimmy. One of them was injured, and the other one started having this huge singles run. But it didn't really – didn't do anything with it. Yeah, they ended up just being written off TV until they can come back as a tag team. Yeah, but this is what happens during a pandemic era. Yeah, exactly. It's interesting to see. All in all, I don't think I think SmackDown was a pretty decent show. 
Yeah, I enjoyed it. Only issue, only issue I have with SmackDown was where the hell was Big E and Matt Riddle? Yeah. That's it. Those where are... were the two best and most entertaining people of the show? Where, where, where are they? Yeah. I, I guess I, I King Corbin when... was busy. <laughs> yeah. I hate when they do that. He was too but... busy with Roman Reigns for the night. I mean, it makes sense a little bit because they're trying to build Big E as like a single star and they don't want to ruin his aura right now, especially since they're inevitably, inevitably going to get him in a match with Roman Reigns for the Universal Championship. It'll happen, but yeah, it's it's frustrating when they don't put like their biggest stars on on TV. Yeah. Well, they have to work. They have to work their way around everything. But yeah, yeah. that was base. That was that was a week of wrestling. Yeah. That was uh the entire week of wrestling. Uh, did you want to? Smackdown was a decent show. Yeah. Did you want to just touch on uh, WWE's firings really quick and wrap it up? Oh yeah, yeah. So about that quick. Yeah. How do you? So uh, <laughs> what? What's your take on this? Well, yeah, Gerald Briscoe, the guy, uh, Briscoe, the guy was in the WWE for thirty-five years. Yeah. And uh, you had him, Mike Rotunda. Uh, Sarah, uh, Sarah Stock and the AOP being released. Mm-hmm. The AOP, like, you get guys like, okay, Gerald Briscoe is a different type of situation. The guy's been with WWE for ages and yeah. he really didn't contribute too much to the company, so I do understand his uh, firing. He even went online to uh, express his feelings on me. He said, it's it's okay, like, everything's fine. Uh, Mike Rotunda, I think... It's a little bit of a different story because that's Bray Wyatt's dad. Yeah. So it's it's a difficult situation. Uh, even with Sarah Stock, she's one of like the lead trainers in NXT. So you just it goes to show maybe WWE is not giving a full amount of support to NXT right now, especially during these times. Mm. But it's it's different. And then you see guys like AOP, who were the hottest property in NXT at one point, tag team champions destroying DIY, destroying the revival. And you put them on the main roster and they do absolutely nothing. They were a part of Seth Rollins' little team for a minute and then one of them got injured and now they're let go. Yeah. It's disappointing when there's guys who have a lot of potential and they're just kind of, you know, kicked to the curb, especially during these times and considering, like, how big of a company wwe is like i don't really think I, f- I think they were like set to make over like something like a billion or so dollars probably even more this this year yeah so I, they're, they're gonna hit highs this year yeah so it just feels like i get we're living in hard times especially financially but you feel like they could take that hit considering yeah, it's unfortunate if anyone loses their job, especially during this whole thing. But yeah. it they weren't being used on TV. Hopefully that, especially the AOP, hopefully they can go somewhere and rise up and get their stock back. Maybe somewhere like T, uh, Impact Wrestling. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe not AEW. <laughs> maybe, maybe not AEW yeah. yet because they have too many tag teams. Yeah, Way too many tag teams. Yeah, They're, They'll get lost in the shuffle. Yeah. Well, hopefully... They'll find something, man. They, they all will. Well, I mean, they, apparently this isn't even like the the pe- like everyone that got fired. There was more than sixty people that were released. Yeah. On I think it was last Tuesday. Yeah. Sixty we people. We they let go of like what forty or forty five earlier this year, and now another sixty. That's crazy, man. It's insane. I don't. It it's it's wow, mind boggling. Yeah. Hopefully, you know, everyone's experiencing like those hard times are not like they get back up on their feet and, you know, make it through this. All right. That was pretty much the entire week of professional wrestling by our end, at least not including all the random and crazy stuff in between. We are so, yeah. professional yet, but we'll get there. Yeah. We'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll attempt to get there. Yeah. We might, we might do more shows. We might do less. We'll figure it out eventually. Yeah. You uh, you want to plug our social media real quick? Yeah, let's do it. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram, um, AZ underscore Jabronis. 
uh, even on YouTube. Go on YouTube, search up the Jabroni's podcast on YouTube, and hopefully beat come up and not a bunch of other random videos. Yeah, forget the other Jabronis. We're the, we're the only ones that matter. Exactly. Yeah. So my name is Anthony. And I'm Zach. And thank you for listening and tune in next week. Awesome.